If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We're so grateful to collaborate with you. And I'm especially grateful to them today because this idea comes from a teacher who is much smarter than I am. And I, I can't wait to share this with you. My name is Jill Annabel. I'm here with Colleen McCoy-Sika. And Colleen, I just really want to tell you about something my son did that is very related to this concept but I'd had no clue what he was doing at that moment when he was young. So I don't know. I don't know if you remember your boys being kindergartners, but my son, who's now in third grade, he was pretty quirky as a kindergartner. So he came home and he was gathering any religious item he could. Like he was stealing statues from other parts of the house and my rosary, his rosary, prayer cards, anything he could find. And he was gathering them into his bedroom on this part where he had toys there. He moved the toys away from his uh, like cubes. He has cubes of toys. Uh, like shelving. And he had one little shelf cleaned off and he had it all set up there, very much displayed. And his room was messy. So messy, messy bedroom. And then this very clean little area. And he didn't call it anything, but I didn't know what to make of it for a very long time. Like he wouldn't answer my questions about it. I didn't know why he stole this stuff. And it was just this puzzling thing about him as a six-year-old. I don't know. What would you have been doing right? Mom. Okay. So mom advice, Colleen, what would you have done in that moment? Told my husband to figure it out. I ha- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's why it's a team, right? Um, right. Yeah. No, my, my kids did a lot of weird stuff. Now I want to go ask my son who's now 17, why he used to steal his preschool teacher's coffee. He would take her coffee cup in the morning and put it in the play microwave in the kitchen <gasps> And put, and it took her, it took her a while to figure it out. You know, like why was her coffee always disappearing while my son would take it and put it in there. And then the dinger would go off and he would say, ding ducks are done. I have no idea. So now I have to ask him why he did that. Like, why did you take your preschool teacher's coffee cup? And why was it ducks are done? Okay. So that's, I'm going to figure that out today, Jill. So thanks for that. All right. Kids do strange things, but what what happened then is When I started going in to visit elementary classrooms, I started noticing something called a prayer table. And so I was gathering some ideas from Catholic school teachers recently throughout Michigan. Kathy Snowden, kindergarten teacher at Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary in Belmont, came up to me and started to tell me about her prayer table. This was recently, and I had this big aha moment. So she has a spot in her classroom where she gathers things 
that are special in her prayer life to model to students that they should do the same thing. On her prayer table, she has a cross. She has a statue of Mary. She has little magnets of the saints. She has a rosary. She took the cutouts of Christmas cards and put them in a pile so they can look at pictures from Christmas cards and In her kindergarten classroom, students go to that prayer table when they have a prayer intention, when they want to do quiet prayer, or when they want to um, look at or touch any of these objects that remind them of their prayer life. So as Kathy is telling me this idea, I think I interrupted her even and said, that's what my son was doing. (laughs) And even at the time of explaining this to you, Colleen, my son kind of recreated his this week, which was funny to me. But this time he wants to peg up onto the board behind that part of his room um, pictures of family members who have passed away because he doesn't want to forget to pray for them during bedtime prayers. And I just think this is such a beautiful, this is why parents are the primary educators of their children in the faith, but we need help. So I have my mom hat on right now. Uh, This is why my kids are in Catholic schools. They're in these moments. I still need to send an email over to his kindergarten teacher that says, thank you. I didn't know what you were doing until I heard from this other Catholic school teacher that she purposefully does this in her classroom and then tells students to go home and do this as well. So I don't even know if these teachers know each other, but they're clearly doing something really, really wonderful. I actually saw it again. So Colleen, I saw it again. Um, in California in one of the kindergarten classrooms in Los Angeles. And she also called it her prayer table. And I'll have to show a picture of that when this episode airs. I will I will share a picture on Twitter of, of that prayer table because this is something that, that every home should have. We should have an area of our home where we pray. I'm not great about that. I don't know if it's cultural. You know, I, I'll pray anywhere. I'll pray while I'm doing the dishes or while I'm laying in bed, but I don't necessarily look at icons or, or go to a specific part of my house. But my son is learning something from his teacher that he's carrying with him that's really, really special. So uh, this is a great shout out to teachers because they're doing things that are influencing our prayer at home. Jill, I think your high school is showing Oh, (laughs) because again, I was a high school teacher too, but you know, I spent a lot of time. I did teach at a K through eight school for a while and I was an elementary principal and prayer tables were very common in the schools where I was. And definitely here in the diocese of Phoenix, I absolutely see them around schools. So, um, and more so now that I think about it, probably more so in elementary than Mm -hmm. in high school, because even though in high schools, we do have usually at the very least a crucifix on the wall so that you oh, know, absolutely. we yeah, together absolutely. as a class, but not a designated space. And as a high school teacher, I did not have a designated space, but I did in my classroom when I taught seventh and eighth grade, I did. Mm. So, you know, it's a long time ago, but I did. And in my office, which is the only um, sacred space that I have in my home, <laughs> And only even kind of, because sometimes my son puts his bike in my office. Like So by know, but- sacred here though, you just mean a dedicated <laughs> space for you. Is that what you it mean? It is. It's a like dedicated it's your space, space. Okay. And I have a space and it's a cross and it's a picture of Mary and it's a saint picture of Joan of Arc. And th- these are my things. And I have prayers in front of my face up on my wall. I, on, I have my bulletin board and that's where my prayers are. So I have prayers in front of me and I have my table over here with my icons. So I do have those things. That's wonderful. And I'm wondering (laughs) how many of our teachers are listening also have that at their desk, right? They probably have Mm -hmm. things that they look at that 
triggers them to pray prayer cards, anything you might have in front of you. And do we tell kids that that's what it's there for? It's okay to tell students like, this is part of my vocation here is that I also pray for you. And this is how these are, you know, we tell kids not to touch our desk or whatever, but we also, it's okay to show them that that's, that's why it's there. And so I love this. I love that we're modeling things for students and we're doing this as an extension of our homes. And here's another thing about that. So the prayer table, and now when you go in classrooms, this is going to be in your head. So you're going to be looking looking for for these things all the time. So please notice when you look at prayer tables in classrooms that they are truly clean, immaculate spaces that, and they do not get messed up and you can walk around the classroom and you can look in desks and they're a mess and you can look at the... It piles of paper on the floor or, you know, whatever, like there could be shelves that are a mess, but that prayer table truly sacred space and it is respected. Yes. Yes. That is possible too. Oh, I love that. All right. Well, it's time to get back to class. There are always more ideas than time to celebrate them, but we're certainly going to try to do our best. We drop episodes three days per week throughout the school year. So send us your ideas and show us your prayer tables. Um, <laughs> share the love with your fellow teachers. You can send your new ideas to catholicteacherslounge.com. The Catholic Teachers Lounge is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. We'll see you next time.